Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Happy weekend, everyone. Welcome back to the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Rowland, your host from LightningInsider.com, coming to you after a 6-3 loss to the Calgary Flames. The Lightning end a five-game road trip with a record of 3-2. and two. They do pick up six out of a possible ten points. But as the saying goes, as the perception goes... Uh, wanted to be a little greedy on this trip after you go three for three in the first three games, but then you end up on the wrong side of the ledger in the final two games. Uh, they go 0 for Alberta, losing in Edmonton on Thursday and then closing it out with a 6-3 loss in Calgary. Uh, big picture, 6 out of 10 points is a successful trip, especially when you consider the way that the Lightning have played at times on the road this year. And um, especially when you look at the first, uh, particularly the first two games of this road trip as they picked up victories in St. Louis and Seattle. And Seattle in that game was coming off a perfect seven-game road trip. And, you know, maybe you factor in the fact that they were coming back after a long road trip. That first home game can be a struggle at times uh, four teams. I mean, Seattle went into Boston. They're the only team so far this year to defeat the Bruins it, uh, at TD Garden uh, in Boston. Uh, but still, they played really, really, argu- arguably, two of their best road games of the year to open this trip. And, and, and I think what you were hoping for with that performance was that that was going to start to unlock the lightning, so to speak, for lack of a better term and how they were going to be able to approach or how you wanted them to approach the first steps into the second half of the season because that game at St. Louis was game number 41 so that was the midway point of the season for Tampa Bay as you kind of look towards when games are going to start to become a little bit more difficult to get points out of or at least that's typically the way things are goals are a little bit harder to come by um power plays tend to be less uh, you know all that stuff we talk about coming into the second half of the season so you were hoping those first two games were the model of how things were going to progress on maybe a more consistent basis moving forward as it turned out you know they got the win in Vancouver in game three of the trip of course that was the game where Steven Stamko scored number 500 that it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a crisp game by any means. Uh, it, it, it got overlooked because of the hat trick from Stamkos and the 500th goal from Stamkos and the four goal outburst in the first period as they raced out to a four nothing lead in that game against Vancouver. 
that Brian Elliott was fantastic in that game. He made some really good saves early on in that game when it was still scoreless, and he made some spectacular saves in the middle part of that game where, yeah, it was 4 nothing, but you know the Canucks were trying to crawl their way back into that game and had some good looks and some good chances, and Elliott was there. So it wasn't the crispest of games. Uh, it was a slow start in Edmonton. It was a fantastic second period in Edmonton. They scored three goals, and it was a 3-3 game going into the third period. Uh, gave up a goal early in the third and ended up losing that game. Couldn't muster uh, enough offense after that. And then you you run into Calgary, and the first period was a disaster for Tampa Bay in this game. The shot attempts were 31-9. to 31-9 to were the shot attempts in the opening 20 minutes of this game, which did include a power play for Calgary, a couple of power plays for Calgary in this situation. And they just they just looked, well, they looked like a team at the end of an eight-day trip. Not an excuse. I'm not saying, I'm not letting them off a hook by saying that. I'm just telling you that's what they look like. They look like a team having played a number uh, of games on the road, and this was the last one before they head home. Those last games can be funky, and this first period was definitely funky. Passes again, not quite the fumbleitis that they kind of had to deal with in the opening stages of the game against Edmonton. This was just more of a of a sleepy situation where they just didn't have. The energy, and, and you know, I talked with Greg Vanelli in pregame about you know they needed to come out with energy, and it was going to be interesting to see with you know the game on Thursday, no skate, no practice on Friday, as they you know looked ahead to an afternoon start in Calgary. So they didn't have any sort of a formal skate between the end of Thursday's game and the pregame warmup. Uh, right around 12:30 local time in Calgary, and that's it's a you know there's a lot of coaches. Rick Bonus was really big on on these type of items that when you had an afternoon game and with no morning skate, he was adamant in having a skate at least some sort of a practice the day before, even if it's an optional. Uh, but they had the day off. I'm sure some guys did go in and skate, but it was a day off for the team. So you come back and. Um, you know, sometimes you don't have your legs under them, and <laughs> they definitely did not have their legs under them in the first period. And they were really fortunate to get out of it just down one nothing because they weren't generating anything. I think the I think Ross Colton might have had the best look in the first period, uh, but nothing. They generated almost nothing. They were chasing the puck too much. You know, they had a ton of blocked shots in the first period, but that's because the Flames had the puck so much. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky was Andre Vasilevsky. He was great in that first period. And, you know, then all of a sudden the Lightning dug in a little bit. You could see them kind of get their legs under them. Uh, took advantage of a turnover from Noah Hannafin, who put it right on the stick of Steven Stamkos for a quick one-timer from the right circle, not the left circle, from the right circle. So that's goal number 505, sorry, 504 for Stamkos, which moves him all alone into 44th place on the all-time list. He's now just three goals behind 
uh, Hall of Famer Jean Beliveau and uh, look as he starts to score more and more goals he's going to pass a lot of Hall of Famers on this list as he moves his way up uh, and then you get a fortunate break great play by Nick Paul coming out of the corner to get it to the front of the net looking for Vlad Nemestikov uh, it's actually poke checked by Dan Vladder uh, off uh, the skate of Nemestikov as well as Andrew Mantapani um, and ends up in the back and all of a sudden the Lightning had the lead they had the lead, but it, like it wasn't a deserved lead by any stretch. And by the end of the second, they were trailing. And you know, it, it felt like in in the first period, you know, how sleepy they were, how little energy they had. We, we saw some guys try and mix some things up because in Thursday's game against Edmonton, when they were a little sleepy to start the game, it. It was a Pat Maroon, you know, kind of getting tangled up and with Connor McDavid and trying to set uh, send a message to his team that uh, you know we're we're not going to get pushed around here. We need to wake up. And you know, Corey Perry got into the fight with Darnell Nurse at the end of the first period, and Maroon got into the fight right after the opening faceoff of the second period, and it kind of woke them up a little bit. It, it it got them into their game, and it felt like in this one they were trying too hard to do the same thing, right? Like, it's like they were reading too much of what took place in the previous game and tried to carry it over into this one, and it ended up cost. It, it did end up costing them and, and, and should have cost them more because Zach Bogosian, sorry, Eric Chernak got uh, in a little tay-to-tay with Blake Coleman, and somebody said, uh, somebody told me that maybe Blake Coleman speared Eric Chernak uh, just prior to that, I didn't see it. They didn't show a replay of it. Uh, but either way, he went after him, and Chernak was the only one who got a call. It was a roughing call. And that was actually the play. Uh, this was just after the Lightning killed off a penalty, killed off a power play. Uh, it was it was almost the next shift after, and that ends up being the power play that the Flames end up scoring on. So... Uh, ends up being a really bad penalty for Chernak to take. It was the timing of it was bad enough, and then he end up putting you down a goal after that. Uh, so not good timing. And then a little bit later on in the period, uh, Zach Bogosian, and, and I'm not sure what Bogosian was thinking here. I didn't see anything that predicated it, anything that steered things in a certain direction. Uh, you know, but Nikita Kucherov was already getting called for tripping, so they were already going to be shorthanded. And then uh, Bogosian went after Mackenzie Weger, tried to get him to get engaged into a fight, and Weger wanted nothing to do with it. And Bogosian ends up getting a call. And we've seen sometimes officials not make that call because Bogosian, I. If I remember right, Bogosian did drop his gloves. And we've seen referees make that call. And we've seen referees ignore that call. Well, they made the call. You know, you can't put yourself into a position for the referee to make that call. And Bogosian did it. So all of a sudden now you're facing a full five minute three. So five on three. So again, you're trying to, what it felt like trying to manufacture some energy building in that game, much like 
what we had discussed with Maroon and Perry in what happened in Thursday's game. And it worked then, so maybe they were trying to rekindle that a little bit, but they were almost forcing it too much. It was, you know, there was a situation earlier in the game, too, in the first period, that all this took place in the first period, where Ian Cole went after Milan Lucic, who gave uh, Andre Vasilevsky a little bit of a bump behind the lightning net as he came in on a forecheck and Vasilevsky was trying to play the puck. And there was hardly anything there, you know, but this is hockey and, you know, don't touch my goalie situation. So, you know, Ian Cole went after Milan Lucic in that situation. And, you know, I don't know if that kind of backfired as well, but either way, it just felt like they were trying to push themselves down a path that uh, had some desired effect on Thursday. But, you know, sometimes you can only go to the well too many times. And it, and it felt like that was the situation here. And having said that, they had a lead. They had a lead in the second period. Almost almost made it a 3-1 lead. Vlad Domestikov was robbed just after he had put Tampa Bay in front with a goal. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. Uh, unfortunate uh, series of events for one Victor Hedman, who had a puck go off his, his skate and into the net, the wraparound goal by Tyler Toffoli. And then the uh, go-ahead goal for Calgary ended up deflecting off him as well. Uh, so it was a period to forget for Victor Hedman uh, as Calgary took the lead. And, you know, you just felt it maybe if that game is still tied 2-2 going into the third period, maybe the Lightning have uh, enough to dig down. But you're going into it uh, down 3-2. And uh, Calgary, who, look, any Daryl Sutter team is going to be good defensively with their structure and everything. So it's always hard to come back on Calgary. I believe they're undefeated this season when leading after two periods. So they're a hard team, almost an impossible team to come back on. And they just, they just couldn't dig in and and find what they needed to do to pull back even in the game and and maybe find a way to draw a point uh, out of a game like this. And look, if you go home with seven, you feel better than if you went home with six, but they end up coming home with six, and it just leaves a uh, a bit of a bitter taste uh, to to wrap up the road trip. A couple other things to kind of point out here. Uh, first of all, keep an eye on Pat Maroon. Left the game late after kind of getting sandwiched on a hit. Looked like uh, maybe uh, his wrist. I don't know if it was one of the the shafts of the stick. He kind of collided. It looked like with the shaft of a stick. He did not return to the game. It was in the third period. 
you know, so I don't know how much to read into that. Uh, John Cooper was not asked about the situation after the game uh, on, on maroon status, uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Nick Perbix again missed this game, so he missed the final four games of this road trip uh, with an upper body injury he suffered in St. Louis. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, John Cooper again sort of touched on a situation post game uh, involving, you know, look, I, we, I've said this before. John Cooper doesn't call out his team. He called out his team in Winnipeg with the undisciplined play and, you know, what went on in that game against the Jets where they gave up two five-on-three goals and a four-on-four goal uh, in that game. And he kind of sent a little bit of a message to his top players too where he said, you know, sometimes you need your best players to be your best players and tonight ours weren't. So, and look, not every night... You can't be carried by the same three or four guys every single night. What you would like to see in situations like this, yes, you didn't get a point from Braden Point. You got an assist from Nikita Kucherov on a five-on-three extra attacker goal that made it 4-3 late. Um, but this is where, you know, maybe if Point and Kucherov were going, maybe Stamkos and Hagel are. Or maybe Stamkos and Hedman are. You know, if if collectively your top guys, your top six forwards and your top couple of defensemen are all going to have an off night on the same time, it's going to be difficult to begin with. But I think this also brings to the forefront maybe a little bit more the lack of depth that we're used to seeing from this team that on, on nights like this, maybe you had a Yanni Gord to come up with a with a big goal. You know, maybe you have a Nick Paul come up with a big goal. I think of game seven against the Toronto Maple Leafs last year when Braden Point got injured, it was Nick Paul who had the two goals in game seven. Right? But you're just you, you you're not getting enough, certainly on a consistent basis, out of the likes of Nemestikov, even though he scored today. You know, and he had another couple of chances. You know, might have been his best game this season in terms of creating offensive chances, and yet you still got the one fortunate goal as the puck bounced in off his skate. You know, you're not getting anything out of Corey Perry offensively this year like you did last year when he finished with 19 goals. You're not getting anything out of Pierre Edouard Belmar. You know, even when Cole Kepke was here, you only had the one goal from Kepke when he's playing on the fourth line. Right, so you didn't have, you know, you're not getting that this year, and, and in games like this kind of uh, brings that to the to the forefront. And you know, when John Cooper says, "Hey, our top players were not our our top players today," you know, they, it's uh, it, it's noticeable. It's definitely noticeable when your top guys aren't going to play up to a level, and, and, and maybe that's the underlying message here is not that they didn't produce because we're used to them producing. I mean, Braden Point's been on a tear. You know, Nikita Kucherov is Nikita Kucherov. You know, so these guys have have been productive. And and maybe he wasn't talking specifically about production. Maybe he was specifically speaking to the right kind of effort, right? Like you didn't – they weren't – 
they weren't really noticeable. And maybe that's where it comes from. Your top guys weren't noticeable. So perhaps that was the message he's trying to get across there. Either way, he semi-called out his top guys. Not by name, but he said your best players. It's not hard to figure out who those players are, right? It's 86, it's 91, it's 21, it's 77. Certainly wasn't calling out Andre Vasilevsky. Andre Vasilevsky was, again, really good, gave his team a chance to win the game or at least you know, pull points out of it with some of the stops uh, he was making in this game. So he definitely was not pointing towards anybody who played net. So we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. Uh, Lighting her back on Tuesday to start a three-game homestand before they go into their all-star week slash bye week. Uh, Starting with Minnesota on Tuesday. They got the Bruins here on Thursday. And then you have uh, the LA Kings on Gasparilla Saturday. Um, So uh, it's, it's a tough stretch to close out, but uh, they're all tough stretches, right? They're all tough stretches now as uh, you start to look towards the second half of the season, maintain a 10-point lead over the Buffalo Sabres, you know, still four points behind the Maple Leafs in the standings. Um, So we'll see how they perform here in these final three games and hopefully don't look too far ahead to the bye week. A couple of quick notes. Uh, if you haven't noticed the um, the Lightning Hall of Fame situation, you know they're going to have the inaugural Lightning Hall of Fame class, which will take place uh, March 16th through the 19th, which is Lightning Alumni Weekend. Uh, if um, you know Marty St. Louis and Vanilla Cavalier are automatically in it as having their numbers already retired, uh, and there is a list of nominees for this year's class, no more than two can be selected. There's a 10-person committee that submits the nominations and then up to two votes can be submitted by each committee member. So no more than two additional members will be inducted this year. There is a fan vote, though. So if you want to participate uh, and and be the part of the 11th uh, votes process, you need to have the new Lightning app. You can find that on the Apple App Store or on Google Play if you have Android. And uh, that window opens on Sunday and it closes on Saturday, Gasparilla Saturday. It closes uh, and the the, uh, votes will be tabulated and uh, you'll have at least one additional inductee this year, if not two. Again, Marty and Vinny are in. Um, You know, if you want to see that list, you can go to... Uh, TampaBayLightning.com to um, find that information and be part of the vote uh, as well on Monday prior uh, sorry, Monday Tuesday prior to Tuesday's game against Minnesota the league is going to honor Steven Stamkos for having scored his 500th career goal with a pregame ceremony so make sure you're in your seats if you have tickets or tuned into the broadcast for that one uh, just as we saw with this thousand point celebration, this one's going to be another nice one. We'll see what kind of gifts uh, the league and his teammates give him for having reached 500 goals. So that ceremony will again take place prior to puck drop against the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday. 
pregame skate coverage starts at 6. That's on the Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2 for those of you who have HD-capable radios. If not, you can tune in on Lightning Radio 24-7 on the TuneIn Network. Written works at lightninginsider.com. If you're not already a subscriber, use the code PODCAST to get $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription. That's lightninginsider.com. And I'll be back with you after Tuesday's game. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.